Do you have a tricky work problem that you need to solve? I have a great podcast recommendation for you featuring a pair of expert women. Whether you're just starting your career or a seasoned professional, check out Fixable, a podcast from TED. Hosted by Harvard professor Frances Fry and her wife, leadership coach Ann Morris, the brilliant duo provide honest, actionable advice to help you navigate everything from a gaslighting manager to returning to work after parental leave. They'll leave you feeling empowered and ready to act. Listen to Fixable wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, and welcome to the Boss Up Podcast, episode 199. Today, I want to tackle some basic first steps for job seekers this year. You may have seen earlier this week that I was so excited to launch our new job search accelerator program called Hired, a three-month group coaching program to help job seekers sustain their drive and focus and motivation to really hold out for their dream job. If that sounds like something you want to learn more about, head to bossedup.org slash get hired to learn more. Now, for anyone who's looking for a job this year, I often see this question pop up in our community, which is, how do I just get started? What are the basics? People jump right into updating their resume, in my experience, a bit prematurely. Before you are off to the races and wind yourself up like one of those wind-up toys to go start executing your plan and hustling and networking and all that jazz, you have to make sure you're pointed in the right direction. Otherwise, you will do all this work and create all these assets for your job search that are leading you in a path you don't actually want to go down. If you're someone who prides themselves on being a really great project manager or to-do list maker and slayer, you may have found yourself falling into this trap in the past where you can get so busy executing a plan that all of a sudden you look up one day and realize, oh, I've just achieved someone else's dream career. It's just not the right one for me. So before you're off to the races, I want to encourage you to take these three preliminary steps as you start your job search. First, assess your skills. Second, clarify the experiment you're about to run. And third, explore this new direction. So here's what I mean. I always recommend people assess their skills first. By this, I mean, before you start asking yourself, what do I want? Ask yourself, what can I offer? What do I have to offer? What strengths are unique to me and valuable to the marketplace, right? Valuable to a potential future employer. Now, lots of folks will say you should do an assessment of some kind, which is fine. Those are fine. I, I think some people get a little overeager in the personality quiz department. But I have taken Myers-Briggs, also known as 16 Personalities Online, and recommend it. I have done a DISC assessment previously, D-I-S-C, DISC, which has been very fruitful. I haven't personally taken StrengthsFinders test but by Gallup, but I've heard really good things about it. And those might be a good place to start if you're the kind of person who's just so mired in self-doubt that you're like, I have no idea what I have to offer in this world. I also think there's an easier way to do this, though. Beyond the personality quizzes and clicking your way down an online rabbit hole, I think it's important to really 
assess how much value you're bringing to your current employer, to your current community, to your current team by asking around, ask your loved ones, what do you do better than average? <laughs> like, what do you contribute to the world that makes you unique, that makes you an asset to the team? This can be really hard if you're feeling insecure, if you're feeling like a failure, if you're feeling like you just can't get your footing in the workplace today. But it's a really important first step because essentially a job search is a marketing campaign for yourself. And you really can't sell yourself if you don't believe in yourself. So this isn't about self-worth. This isn't about honing your confidence. This is about getting very pragmatic about what you can do that the market or the job world, like employers writ large, find valuable, find helpful. So figure this out, right? It is worth assessing. It is worth examining separate and apart from, oh, I'm a good person or, oh, you know, that assessment of, your personal self-worth, set that aside. <laughs> like This is not about your self-worth issues that we all may struggle with on occasion. This is very fundamental to, can I write better than average? Can I provide excellent customer service better than average? What can I do that's better than average that would be valuable to a future employer? Ask your loved ones, ask your colleagues if you need feedback on this. Ask your supervisor, ask for a review. And even if it's not a perfect job right now, which it probably isn't if you're launching your job search, you can glean some insights as to what you can add in terms of value to your next employer. That also brings me to the second piece of advice that I would always recommend starting with. And that is really to clarify your experimental parameters, <laughs> which is a very nerdy way of, of talking about the job search. But I want you to think of your job search as an experiment. And if you go back to the scientific method, we all learned in what, seventh grade, you have to really isolate which variables you want to change and which variables you want to hold constant. So for instance, let's say you have a hypothesis that underlies your entire job search. And the hypothesis is, I like what I do, but I don't like my two-hour commute every day. So my hypothesis is that I will be happier finding work that is similar but that does not require such an egregious and horrendous commute, preferably a job that would allow me to work from home. So let's say you're like Kelly in the Bossed Up Courage community who's launching a job search this year, specifically focused on landing remote work. You want to get very clear about the variables that you want to change, which for most of us is easy to identify. Like, I hate my commute. That's pretty easy. I want that to change. But what about your current job do you not want to change? What variables do you want to hold constant? Some of us are so quick to flee a job that we don't take stock of what is working at that current workplace. So while it might be easier to focus on the negative, I want you to focus on the positive. What is it about my current place of work that I want to replicate in the future? Because sometimes you fall victim to what career coach Kathy Caprino calls the pendulum effect, which I cite all the time here because I think it's a really great way to describe what a lot of career transitioners face, which is we swing so far in an opposite direction that 
for instance, if we hate our commute so much, we end up working from home full time. Then we find ourselves lonely, isolated, and longing for in-person connection again. So we can almost overcorrect if we don't take stock of what variables we want to hold constant in addition to what variables we want to adjust or experiment with. When you view your job search as more of an experimental design process, it can allow you to identify some of your underlying assumptions. So for instance, you might assume that not having this two-hour commute will make you happier. And there's only one way to find out if that assumption, if that hypothesis is true. It's to try it and try it on for size and see how you feel about it later. It's really hard to predict what will make us happy on the long term. Most of us think more money and more power and more freedom will make us happier. And sometimes that's true. Like, no shame in that game. I'm all about earning your worth and growing your power. But sometimes that turns out to not be true. And we need to be mindfully aware and and be willing to actually sit in our feelings without judgment to answer that question, did this hypothesis turn out to be true? Because even if the answer is no, after you make a transition, you have more data, you have more information from which you can make a more empowered choice next. So clarify what you want to change and what you want to hold constant. And then the third and final preliminary step for job seekers this year is I encourage you to explore your alternatives. What I mean by this is to kind of view this as an adventure. And before you set off on a grand new adventure in a new company, in a new city, in a new industry, try it on for size. Take a day off. Shadow someone in that organization. Figure out what a day in the life of Silicon Valley would be like before you commit your life to that lifestyle. (laughs) Really try before you buy. I think so many of us get rushed into the performative art of job seeking that it feels like we have to give the employer this definitive answer and we want them to want us. And once we're wanted, it makes us want to say yes. And we just get so wrapped up in the emotions of a job offer that we skip right over double confirming that this is something we actually want. Don't get lost in flattery. Don't jump the gun. Give yourself the benefit of taking a beat and trying it on for size first. Now, exploring might look like shadowing someone for a day. It might look like networking with multiple people who work for the organization before you jump into the organization. Or it might just be asking the employer to fly you in for an interview because you don't want to take a job before you meet the team. You know, really giving yourself time to consider your options carefully, especially before making a big transition between industries or cities or major lifestyle shifts. You want to make sure that it is all that it's cracked up to be. So as you're getting started with your job search this year, if that is a position you find yourself in, know that It is worth pointing yourself in the right direction first before you get very busy polishing your resume and wooing employers. If you want my support with your job search strategy this year, enrollment is now open for Hired, my new three-month job search accelerator program that includes weekly video lessons by yours truly, weekly assignments that I'll review, and weekly group coaching calls, in addition to having the option for a one-on-one strategy call with 
myself. I am here to support you, job seekers. We hear you here at Boss Up, and we are so excited to offer new programs this year to really meet your needs. I'd love to hear your feedback. Head to bossedup.org slash get hired to check out the new program. Let me know what you think. My inbox is always open and I'd love to hear from you. If you found today's episode helpful, let me know what it looks like for you to get your job search started this year. Tag me online at Emily Aries or at bossedup.org. Weigh in with questions, comments, and share this episode with the folks in your world who you know could use it. And now, since we are officially on the cusp of our 200th episode of Bossed Up, the podcast, I would so appreciate your feedback in the form of a review in Apple Podcasts. If you're listening to this episode in Apple Podcasts on your phone, just swipe up and you should find a space on the bottom there to rate and leave a review. Your words and your ratings go a really long way in sharing this with those who could use it. So thank you so much for your support. I can't wait to keep bossing with you for another 200 episodes. We're not stopping here. I am so pumped to make so many pod pals this year. And let's keep bossing in pursuit of our purpose and together we'll lift as we climb.